Thanksgiving is here and it costs a whole lot more. Elon Musk and the state of Texas are taking on media matters. Trump media is taking on some major media organizations on its own. That and a whole lot more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 254 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and we made it. The holidays are here, 2023. Thanksgiving is this week. Since Joe Biden took office, the cost of your Thanksgiving meal up about 30 to 40%. I mean, there's something that you could really hang your hat on as a president. Rampant inflation, your dollar buys a lot less. Oh, that makes everybody happy, doesn't it? When your dollar buys that much less, up 30 to 40 percent. That is not a small number. And I've talked a lot about the Overton window, which is the only thing that can explain why. Some people still vote the way they do and feel the way they do in the political system because they're like, ah, it could be worse, but it could be a whole lot better. And maybe that should be the decision we're making between, eh, it could be worse to maybe we'd like things a little bit better. I think that concept goes way beyond politics. I think we're seeing that in social media now. If you're old like me or older, you remember a time when people communicated without the aid of social media. Things were a lot more civil and people would have much more meaningful conversations. Social media does not tend to deep conversations. It's sniping back and forth. It's trolling. And even though some of these social media sites, including X, have increased the amount that you can type in in each message, it's still short form communication. And I think text messaging and social media has changed the way that our society communicates and not for the better, because you're not going to have a big deep conversation with somebody about important topics and get that in in 140 and 280 characters, whatever it is. And I know if you pay now on X, you can get even more. But most people are not going to read the long post. That's the other problem with our society. I think as a whole text messaging again, I think had a big part of this. Oh, it's too long. I can't read that. There's even an acronym the kids use for that. Like, nope, too long. Not going to read it because their brains can't handle it. They're not being taught to think anymore. The brains are too full of the leftist mentality that most teachers are putting into them. It's what the curriculums are doing, not teaching them how to be able to survive life, not to be able to be somebody that can go out on their own 
and come out with a different decision. No, you've got to think like the hive. The hive mind mentality is real. And the attack on free speech is real. And there's a couple of things going on as we head into Thanksgiving that are fairly interesting. Now, you can go over to CNN and MSNBC and see how they're covering this, if at all. And I can already predict they're going to tell you some very different things. But Elon Musk, you know, the big bad guy over at Twitter slash X, the guy that started PayPal with buddies way back when, made a lot of money, has that Tesla, and he keeps sending rockets up. Yeah, that Elon Musk is suing Media Matters. Now, Media Matters is an organization. Already noticed this on the news coverage today from the liberal CNN or maybe it was MSNBC, I think it was CNN, that had an article that points out that the guy that started Media Matters back in the day was once a far-right guy, but then he turned into a far-left guy. So what? the fact that he was something when he started this organization, what does that have to do with the reality of today? Nothing, but they want to swing your bias they want to be like wait 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 oh this is bad all this is the alt-right guy this who's doing the bad things in this case media matters has a long standing track record they've been around for quite a while now like 20 years maybe more and they've always gone after the conservative voices i don't remember one case where Media Matters has ever gone after a liberal pundit. If I miss something, feel free to let me know, Darren, at randomthoughts.com. Hope you know how to spell them both. By now, if not, D-A-R-R-E-N at R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. This is pretty much now a left-wing hit job organization. They went after Rush Limbaugh. They went after Bill O'Reilly, one of the reasons why he is no longer at Fox News, because of Media Matters. They went after Sean Hannity, and their playbook is no different going after Elon Musk. It all comes down to this. If somebody is saying something that you don't like, do whatever you can to discredit them with their source of funding. So in this case, advertisers, what it was Rush Limbaugh, advertisers. That's all where the money's coming from. You have a platform like Twitter slash X and nobody is funding it. Well, then it's just going to go away. Media Matters knows this. And Adam Curry, who created this whole podcasting thing and the value for value model, at least perfected it, also knows this, which if you don't have corporate sponsors, If you don't have Gillette and Chevrolet and Ford and Budweiser beer pumping all the money in for advertising to keep your platform, whatever it is going, if you're funded strictly by the people that are listening, Media Matters can't cancel you. There's absolutely nothing they can do. They went after Bill O'Reilly big time when he was with Fox and he made the decision not to fight back and started his own news organization, which he has now, and they can't cancel him from that. 
because he's being funded by the people that are consuming his content, which is one of the reasons why the value for value model is so important as we move forward, because it keeps the news sources answering to the people that are consuming the news. So if you're shown to be inaccurate, if you're shown to be full of BS, you're not going to get funded. There's no advertisers to go after. You're just not going to be funded because the people are not going to want to listen. If they don't want to listen, they're certainly not going to pay. But Media Matters is off doing their hit job on Elon Musk, claiming that there is a bunch of Nazi propaganda on Twitter slash X. I really want to just get used to saying X, but it's hard with Twitter for so long. And as an interesting side note to this, the Texas attorney general named Paxton is also opening an investigation into media matters for fraud. So this is now a double whammy and media matters is finally going up against some people with some pretty big pocketbooks here when it comes to Elon Musk and media matters is not really all that clear where all of their funding comes from. And if these things start going to court, then those answers are most likely going to be forthcoming. Who's really supporting this and why? Media Matters is going to claim that they're trying to, you know, for the children, I'm sure, keep the internet safe or whatever it is, because there, there's so much disinformation. Oh, that's it. Misinformation and disinformation. And Elon's letting those Nazis say whatever they want. Well, I guess somebody ought to teach Media Matters what free speech is all about. But when it comes to the attorney general of Texas and the investigation, he says that his office would investigate allegations that Media Matters, which he referred to as a, quote, radical anti-free speech organization, end quote. He says they have violated Texas laws that protect consumers from fraud. Again, quoting we are examining the issue closely to ensure that the public has not been deceived by these schemes of radical left-wing organizations who would like nothing more than to limit freedom by reducing participation in the public square, end quote. And I think he's absolutely right. I've been talking for a long time on this show and others that if it comes down to an argument between two sides and one of them wants to shut down all communication, they don't want you to hear the other side, that's usually the bad side. It's usually the side that's wrong, that cannot prove their thesis because it's probably very faulty, which is why they don't want you to hear what the other side is saying. And Elon Musk is not a perfect individual. Nobody is. But he claims that he wants there to be a certain level of free speech on his platform. That doesn't mean everything is going to be allowed. There are limitations, child porn and other things that you're just not going to leave up. And there's a big difference between censorship 
and not wanting the bad words. And there are some platforms that are like that. You can say whatever you want, but if you drop one of those F-bombs or something like that, then those things may be censored or pulled out. But what we don't want is the censorship of ideas. And I think Elon is trying to protect that. And maybe not everybody that works for him is on board. I know there's still been people that have been booted and their accounts taken off of X for saying various things. And this is the interesting argument when it comes down to free speech. And this is why I believe we have had so much from the left over the past decade or two with things like bullying. Oh no, we can't have this. This digital bullying is horrible. We can't have this going on. We have to protect the children. Always look. If they're telling you it's for the children, always look a little bit deeper. But these things like the bullying stuff, well, nobody wants kids to be bullied, right? So we have to. We have to control some of this speech because otherwise it's bullying our children. The interesting argument for people that really want to get down into those weeds, as they say, you either have free speech or you don't. You either allow it all or you don't have free speech. Now, how does the society deal with that? Those would be other questions to answer. And companies like X and Facebook and all of these other media conglomerates now, TikTok included, can't forget ByteDance. These are the platforms that people use to communicate now. And they're not government controlled, well, except TikTok, which is controlled by the Chinese government. But these other companies aren't controlled by the government, so they have the right to limit whatever they want on their platform. Anybody that wants to create a social media platform that doesn't want to allow certain things, they're welcome to do so. Other countries have tried to pass laws and have passed laws in some cases, like Poland. That said, any social media company that's doing business here that removes a post that would be legal to say on the streets of Poland. So if you post something on X and it's legal to say on the streets of Poland, you're a Polish citizen and X decides that they're going to take that down or whatever, then the Polish government's going to fine them. But things are worldwide, so it's very hard for any digital media company to be in compliance with every country out there, which again, be forewarned that the people then want the one world government, which is even worse. But you either have free speech or you don't. You either allow the Nazis to say whatever vile things that they want to say, or you don't have free speech. You don't get to have car votes. You don't get to say, well, I really, really, really want free speech, but I don't want the Nazis to be able to talk. That's not the way free speech works. I mean, the beauty of the free speech society is when the Nazis get up and talk, you can then respond fully with your ideas and say why you think they're wrong and are totally bad people that people should not listen to. Now, the left wants to totally squash you as a conservative 
from being able to have that voice. And they're using the Nazis. They're using all of this radical stuff to be like, well, this is why you want to get off Twitter. I hate to tell you, all the stuff that they're talking about still existed on Twitter when it was owned by Jack Dorsey. Social media has not changed. The way people post has not changed. There may have been more radical censoring going on, but I think everybody listening to this show knows that censoring and moderating social media is not a job that's ever going to be done well. There's just too much content, and there's too much content for anybody to be able to go through. And sure, you could try to use an AI. You can look for those keywords. You can look for the F word. You can look for the N word. You could be like, well, no, we want to get rid of these posts. But when people realize, hey, wait, they're blocking. We can't say this. Well, then they figure out something to put in its place that you know what they're saying. But your filters aren't going to pick it up. So moderating this kind of stuff, not going to happen. Not going to happen anytime soon. Media matters again. I don't think they've ever gone after a liberal site. Don't think they've ever gone after a liberal commentator. It's all anti-conservative. And they get these advertisers to fall into line because they're afraid about what's going to happen, especially in this cancel culture world. We saw what happened to Bud Light with the Dylan Mulvaney thing. Everybody out there with advertising dollars who is just trying to get along and make their company profitable, those horrible capitalists, take out an ad on X, and then you get media matters like, oh, no, you're supporting Nazis. I mean, of course, the advertisers are all going to run and hide. And Media Matters does this with an extreme political bias. And I believe we're going to see now, now that we have Elon Musk, a guy with way more money than any of these other people that Media Matters has ever picked on. So this makes this quite interesting. You know, they went after Rush Limbaugh, who was able to fight him off with his 30 million a year or whatever he was making at the time. He was able to fight them off, but not defeat them. I think Elon, he has the money to defeat them. And this is the perfect time for people like the uh, Texas Attorney General to start looking into the same thing and finally expose. What's been going on? Because anybody watching this knows exactly what's been going on for a couple of decades with Media Matters going after conservatives and trying to shut down their voice. That is the bottom line. They want to kill the free speech. And that's why they are so afraid of Elon Musk. That's why they loved the Twitter when Jack Dorsey was there because. That was the time where, oh, no, a conservative is saying something. We will shut them down. We will put those little tags on the tweets that say, well, this information seems to be incorrect. And even though a lot of those uh, corrections have turned out to be incorrect, but people see these things and their brains are small because we're not taught again in school how to think for ourselves. They just see, oh, no, look, 
this guy posted this, but then Twitter told me it's wrong, so I believe Twitter. Learn how to think, people. That's the only way you're going to have a good life is if you learn how to think for yourself and ask yourself what makes sense. When you have a group like Media Matters who will tell you, oh, no, we're just here trying to protect the children, but we only go after the conservatives. Wow. It's kind of convenient, isn't it? Seems pretty obvious what they're doing, but people don't pay enough attention. And these companies, these advertising companies, all immediately get scared and run and hide because they don't want to be the next Bud Light. They don't want to be accused of doing anything to anybody. And Media Matters knows that they now have the cancel culture to help them out. And we're seeing some cracks in this cancel culture, just like we're seeing some cracks in the green farce that has been put upon us for too many years now with all the electric vehicles and windmills and all that. We're starting to see a little crack when it comes to this cancel culture because sooner or later, everybody's going to be canceled. And when everybody's canceled, then we're all on equal footing. And that's not what people like Media Matters want. Now, Elon Musk wants free speech. Do you want free speech? That's up to you. Some people will want the full, uncensored world with all of the cesspool that that brings into your lives. Some people won't. The end game, I think, for something like X now and Elon, I mean, you could probably make a lot of money if you somehow figure out a way to filter out the stuff people don't want to see easily. Where it's like, hey, I like the whole concept of Twitter, but I don't want to see X, Y, and Z. I'm fine with this, this, and this, but I don't want to see this, this, and this. Maybe that's where AI is going to come in and save the world. Because free speech is important, but with free speech comes a lot of things that you don't want to see. Comes with a lot of things you don't want to read. And it's not as easy to go, well, of course the Nazis are bad. We can't let them talk. Because what are they calling? Donald Trump? Oh, yeah, literally Hitler. Keith Oberman and uh, way too many people on the left calling Trump Hitler. So that means anybody that voted for Trump, who would you be? That's right. You would be the Nazis. So, of course, we can't allow you to post on social media. This is the danger of going after free speech at all and trying to be logical about it. And a lot of people do. They're like, well, I want to be fair. I mean, I want free speech, but I don't want this kind of hate speech. Hate speech is speech. Thus, you cannot limit it. That's the problem for the people that want to be like, well, I don't want to see any of the bad stuff. Well, then stay off the internet or go on to some other site that doesn't allow any speech at all. But if you believe in free speech, you have to allow the bad stuff to exist alongside the good stuff. That is the only way for freedom to work. And again, be wary of those that are trying to silence voices, including some U.S. lawmakers. This comes from a Reuters article that are accusing Elon Musk of profiting from anti-Israeli propaganda a group of 27 u.s lawmakers guess how many are democrats right all 27 
they wrote a meaningless letter to Elon Musk to express their concern that the platform seemed to be profiting from premium accounts that glorified violence against Israelis. Again, you got to watch this. You have to watch. This is social media. We all know how social media works, right? The Reuters article says in the letter to Musk and chief executive Linda Yaccarino, the lawmakers noted reports from nonprofit organizations. Oh, who are those nonprofit organizations that showed people with premium X accounts, quote, glorifying barbaric acts of violence against Israelis, end quote. Well, for those of you who have not been following along at home, the blue check mark is now what X gives anybody that pays for the service. Anybody that wants to see less ads, get a little bit more room to make their posts. Anybody that pays gets a blue check mark. So what they're saying is, oh no, these people that are paying are saying these bad things. These people that are actually giving Elon money are then using the platform to say things. Can you believe it? Reuters goes on, quote, the letter is the latest in a fight between Musk who bought Twitter and renamed it X and those who have advocated for better content moderation. Right, again, those that want to get rid of free speech. That's who these people are. They say the reports demonstrated that X is profiting from the spread of this gruesome and harmful propaganda through account subscription fees and ad revenue. Again, this is social media. This is the way social media works. Anybody can post anything to social media. You do not have to pay on X to be able to post any kind of propaganda. You do not. If you do, that's fine. And then there's advertisers who they're also going after. These lawmakers very simply do not want free speech and they don't want Elon Musk to be able to have people have free speech on his platform. That is why, just like Media Matters, they are going after him with a totally insane argument that you're, well, you're making money from the people that uh, give you money and then thus they say bad things that we don't like. Call free speech. They have no problem when people are spreading far left propaganda. They have no problem at all. Then it's fine. But if they don't like it, well, then all of a sudden you're promoting dangerous things. Another quote from this letter, X has financially benefited from the spread of demonstrably false and misleading content as well, end quote. Again, who gets to decide what is false and misleading? These same lawmakers, I guarantee you, would have been telling you a lot of things about COVID where, oh, that's absolutely uh, misinformation. Uh, things that have been found out to be totally true. This is why it's very dangerous to be like, we want to have a board. We want to have a group of people who can tell us what is true and what is false and what is misinformation and what is real information. Because things are fluid, things change. We do not have all the information about a lot of things. And that is where the problems almost always lie. There's very, very few cases where people are like, Grass is blue. And then they're like, ha ha, we can prove that's misinformation. No, it's always stuff that you don't really know that you're in the early stages of investigation needs to be done. Scientific study needs to be done. 
but this concept that you want to just strip the people of saying these things, be very afraid. The Democrats are showing themselves clearly to be anti-free speech. Well, we already know they're anti-gun. So look down the list of amendments and go, which ones do the Democrats really like? Because it doesn't seem like they like a lot of them. They want to take away your guns. They want to take away your freedom of speech. And once they take away your guns, it'll be a lot easier to take away your freedom of speech, which is why you got to stand up for both. And I thought this part was kind of funny. The lawmakers also noted, according to this Reuters article, that since the United States designated Hamas as a terrorist organization in 1997, which means that it was unlawful to knowingly provide material support or resources to the group, I guess nobody talked to all of our Congress critters who were out there yelling like Tlaib that they loved what was going on. Quote, there is no ambiguity about whether violent videos generated by the group qualify under these policies. These are videos that carry the official Hamas branding and iconography, the lawmakers wrote. So it's interesting because I would almost guarantee they're all for the Hamas thing, but they're like, well, Elon let these videos go up, so he's giving aid. No, not really the way this works. Again, free speech. Showing these videos, even though they were made by Hamas, the argument could be made that the average American citizen, I don't know about around the world, but the average American citizen, upon seeing videos created by a terror, terrorist organization doing horrible things to women and children and whatever else these videos portrayed, would turn people against Hamas. Do these, do they, ever, they think this is like a recruiting thing? Do you think people in the United States are like, yay, Hamas raped women and killed babies? Yes, people are going to start sending them some cash. Well, I mean, maybe Democrats would. Because Democrats like killing babies. We know this for sure. They tell you. It's a great thing they have said. So I don't know. This is, as much as I hate to use the term, it may be an inflection point. How we are going to act as a country on what we are going to allow and what we aren't. Interesting, Donald Trump's media arm, Trump Media, also filing a lawsuit as well. This comes from an article on justthenews.com. Quote, the Trump Media and Technology Group, which operates Truth Social, announced on Monday a lawsuit against 20 media organizations over allegedly false reports stating that the company had suffered tens of millions of dollars in losses. The suit filed in Florida State Court in Sarasota County, mm, makes me want to go get some pie, points to a recent slew of news articles claiming that the company had lost $73 million, a number the company calls an utter fabrication. Now, the interesting thing when it comes to this is that we once again see the concerted effort of a bunch of different media organizations with different owners, but all the same political bent, running with the same story that they obviously got from one probably anonymous source, which is the Democrat Party, most likely. Maybe Jill Biden herself. It's hard to say. Among the outlets named in the suit, The Guardian News and Media, The Hollywood Reporter, The Miami Herald, Reuters, Rolling Stone, The Hill, Deadline Hollywood, Benzinga, 
Market Watch, Forbes, Axios, The Daily Beast, Gizmodo, Salon, The New York Daily News, Newsweek, MSNBC, Mediaite, The Daily Mail, and CNBC. It said, quote, each defendant in apparent coordination reported the exact same false number within 24 hours of one another, each citing to a public Securities and Exchange Commission filing in which the mystery $73 million loss appears nowhere, the suit claims. So what we have here are all of these news organizations reporting something as fact that is not. Now, you have to ask yourself, how does this happen? Maybe one organization and then a couple follow suit and like, hey, they posted this over on the Daily Beast, so we'll do it over at Gizmodo too. But how does 22 different organizations or 20, whatever it was, 20 organizations all get the same story at the same time? That's totally BS. This shows you behind the curtain. This shows you how the media works. It's one of the reasons why. Besides listening to this show, you should listen to something like No Agenda, which does nothing but break down the media bias twice a week, every week, because once you start seeing behind the curtain, you start thinking for yourself and you go, hey, wait a minute. It's one thing for a news organization to get a story wrong. That's going to happen all the time. That's even going to happen to me at some point. It probably has. But when 20 different news organizations all have the same incorrect story at the same time, you know that somebody is pulling the strings and feeding them the story. And once people hear the story, it doesn't matter if a retraction goes in. This is the nefarious thing about news today. If somebody prints a story today that says this guy did this, everybody's going to see it. Everybody's going to read it going to be the talk of social media and a day or two later when these companies are forced to retract the story it's going to be buried nobody's going to see it and all people are going to remember is that original story this is why you have to dig deeper i know it's not easy but you have to do your own homework when you hear a story it's fun go and look for every resource you can find about that story and see how the facts Stay the same between all of the coverage and how the facts start to differ. You will be amazed and horrified quite often about things that are being promoted as true by allegedly valid news sources that don't have any truth to them whatsoever. Exposing that kind of stuff is one of the things I enjoy, and it makes this show fun for me. And I hope that you get some kind of value out of this show. It is, as we talked about earlier, a value-for-value show. No corporate sponsorships, nobody to cancel me. But if you don't enjoy it and support the show, then the show doesn't get supported. That's just how it all works out. So if you got any value out of the show whatsoever, you know, it might be a latte's worth of value. It might be a large pizza's worth of value. It might be a MacBook Pro. It all depends on you. You get to put a number on it, make it mean something to you. Go over to our website, randomthoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com slash donate. 
Click that donate button for a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can use the QR codes and wallet addresses. If you want to do the crypto thing, you can use the PO box address. If you want to go the snail mail route, if you're in the podcasting 2.0 thing, you can send us a boost or some boostograms, new podcastapps.com. And if you are over on Patreon, you can support us there at random thoughts today. I am indeed thankful that I have a few people to thank first and foremost, Dame Slamey coming in with $20 and seven cents says happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, Darren O. Well, right back at you, Dame Slamey. Thank you for supporting Random Thoughts and the other shows that you listen to, including Planet Rage that I do with Larry Blydner on Mondays. It's a fun show. We get the rage out. Thanks to Dale Jr., who came in with like over eight bucks. I noticed the site that I use to track the Satoshis, that crypto that's coming in. And it used to just show and the number in Satoshis, in this case, 20,000 Satoshis from Dale Jr. And then he was streaming some Satoshis per minute, which is a beautiful thing. I noticed now the default on Conchacks is to show the number in real money, which is a little weird, but I like that as well. So Dale Jr. coming in with over $8 somewhere today by the, the big boost. And along with the streaming sats, it's very much appreciated. And he says a great collection of thoughts today that referring to last week's show, I remember when War Games came out, man, what a movie. That and Red Dawn were definitely signs of the times in the 1980s. Absolutely true, Dale Jr. And that's one of the movies that's also on my list I should watch again, the Red Dawn. I remember that being very much in the vein of war games. Maybe not as fun. I mean, it was a little more, uh, little more serious, I suppose. You know, the Russians are taking over the United States, right? I mean, spoilers, I think that was the actual storyline in Red Dawn and a couple of ragtag groups of kids who were trying to fight back the Russian army. I mean, oh, what a story that would be set in today's time. But War Games was a lot of fun. War Games is probably the reason I got into computers the way that I did because I saw all that trouble that David Lightman in that movie could get into, dialing up different things, talking to different computers. And the back at the time, you had to have an acoustic coupler modem. You see that on war games. If you've watched the movie where he takes the handset of the phone and puts it down into the modem. So the earpiece and the microphone both were speakers and they just sat in a little cradle and you could hear the noise going on as the modem was communicating all oh, the days that those were. That's the first modem I had was an acoustic coupler modem. We've come a long way since then, and I'm glad we have because it's way easier now to get online. And then Dotter Ted coming in with 3369 Satoshis, which was $1.23. I bet you didn't even know numerology there in two ways, 3369 and 123. Said, first-time listener, great show, Darren. Thanks, Teddy. No, thank you for listening to the show. That's the beautiful thing. This is the little podcast that could, and we're slowly picking up people listening from all over the world, and it is very much appreciated. They let me have so much fun talking into a microphone. And again, I hope the content you're getting here is either educational, 
interesting or at least entertaining. One of those. If I hit just one, I consider that a win. With all that said, I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. And I will be back next week with another edition of the Random Thoughts Podcast. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 